0: In this episode, we're going to be talking about how we try our best to champion our clients' customers. Hi everyone and welcome to So What's Up. In this episode, I'm with the team and we're going to be chatting about how um, we try a range of different methods to champion our clients' customers and really make sure we get the most out of them. So I'm with Rebecca, Lucas and John today. This is topic came around Rebecca because um you um you got back from Brighton SEO well you got back from working from home (laughs) as an SEO the digital version (laughs) and um I think this was one of the talks that I think inspired you the most
1: yeah I, I can't remember who it was um I'd have to go back and have a look but I think it was a lady who said she works in an agency and she says she's found it very difficult sometimes working for clients when she's trying to do something for the client but they have their own ideas of what it should be like and she's got the actual clients of the clients in mind so it can yeah. be a bit of a battle sometimes because the real customers the ones you're doing work for aren't really the clients even yeah. though they are um yeah. yeah
0: no I guess I get that and um I think um you you, John and Lucas, probably face these teething pains the most, really, don't you? Because, obviously, um, you built up an expertise base in like, um, user experience and you know what, um, you guys have your fingers on the pulse in terms of what's expected from a Google perspective and um, what actually sites should adhere to and um, you always try to champion one what's best for the overall performance of the site but two how easy is it for the people that we um, want to use this site to find it how many segments are there what's the audience base whereas clients don't necessarily see the thoughts that goes into the design so i just wanted to um, get your opinions on this really because i thought it could be a very interesting (laughs) conversation
2: no i think certainly from a creative aspect um, we challenge the brief as soon as it lands on the table, mm. because the client's brief isn't always going to deliver what the end user wants to experience or see, or yet, like they want to immerse themselves into when they land on a website or they see a brand.
0: Yeah, I think it's um, it's having the confidence to do that, though, isn't it? With some clients,
3: uh, it tends to be the clients are great guardians of their own brand and of yeah. their own experience but they might not see necessarily how their own clients will be uh, will be looking at the what uh, the websites so that's for us to actually suggest the best routes and best uh, best user experience to achieve that
2: yeah i think we have to be tactful about that approach because there is usually an emotional attachment to the brand for the client or anybody it's um, something we're faced with quite frequently
0: yeah I think um, from from an account management perspective um, we're quite lucky here um, obviously we actually do let clients talk direct to the creatives and we don't really middleman that creative process too much um, which is where I think in um, other agencies you can get those um, quite hard tensions whereas like it's actually much more open I think really when we try to do these things like you guys as creatives and me for content writing even when I'm got my creative hat on we really do try to put ourselves and be empathetic to um, what are the people that are using this actually going to be using it for or the person that's going to be reading this or um, the social audience who do we want to attract and I think getting that gets us to a point where we really need to understand the client's business and what the client wants to achieve in terms of like their revenue goals and um, what's the purpose of this marketing material or this website um, that they want to achieve then it's kind of it's difficult as well sometimes if it's like a brand new client and um, or a startup company and they have no data for us to work off that gives us any past insight that's always a challenge and um then also as well, it's like going back and just doing some like good hygienic marketing, really, like um, creating those like customer personas. Uh, is your segmenting done correctly? Like is your brand value proposition even clear? Like are your assets uh, like available to design on? Like, I think this is becoming less and less of an issue now, like kind of more physical to digital assets. But yeah. it's something that we, we've still been going through quite recently, haven't we, with some clients
2: yeah, absolutely, and some of those kind of queries are covered in the initial design workshop that we carry out of all clients when a project lands on the desk. Um, we go into quite some depth in terms of those assets that they've got available, the history of the business, um, why they are revisiting the website or why do they want a new website, just so we can really get under the skin of the, the purpose of that project and deliver the best results.
3: Yeah, I think it's quite important next stage on the first round of the design feedback, uh, when honesty and our expertise actually pays off, because uh, we may need to push back on certain things if we if we see that certain approach won't work or certain things that the client might um, insist of including or not including there, uh, and then when if we yeah, if we are honest and if we suggest what we think is the best for the overall aims of the website, this pays off in the end because um that drives right traffic to um to website and converts what uh what what it needs to do
0: yeah definitely i think you've hit a really good um point there in terms of driving traffic to it because i know that um recently we've been doing a lot of work haven't we in terms of like digital audits on any websites that yeah. we might want to bring in um and you guys from a studio perspective um are really starting to work quite closely now with like um the team that like me and rebecca are on in terms of making sure that um what is designed is then able we're then able best to market that the most efficiently and um, really to hit those results so we are becoming a lot more holistic now in the way that we see that process through and carry on that relationship with clients so um i think What we've started to do now is always look at things with the end in mind and also just iterate as things go because we know that these websites aren't going to be static anymore and Google's going to have new updates. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, is it
1: Google Mum that's coming out now? Yeah, that's in the coming months. And you've had, like, the core web vitals. You've got the user experience. So they're constantly evolving and constantly wanting things from websites that you didn't even have to consider 12 months ago.
0: Yeah, And I think you guys, that's always going to be a challenge for you, isn't it? Because um, it's something that you're seeing now, websites, not as like a project thing, but it's something like how do we keep iterating this and also delivering to these people consistently? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's, um, ma- maybe not, maybe I'm just putting words in your head. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'm telling you how I want it to <laughs>
3: work. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, right, this, this amount of future-proofing that we need to build in when we design and build a website, um, we not, it's not gonna a static thing, it's not going to stay there for a year or two even. Uh, there's going to be content the client's are going to be bringing in, so we build all the websites with, with that ease of admin um, yeah. for the client. And with the building blocks that might be expanded in the future, so even if a client needs to revisit for new functionality, it will be yeah. easily integrated without uh, without messing up the whole design or changing it too dramatically.
0: Yeah, I think one thing that you guys have done really well with actually is um, some of our larger FMCG clients um, on the e-commerce aspect of things. And um, we're starting to see that shift now where e-commerce and um, content marketing are both actually starting to get shoehorned into the same site and create these kind of like effective marketing strategies from both both ends really and I guess um, I wouldn't know about this but is this a challenge that you guys have faced like h- how do you give weighting to different aspects of them how do you incorporate it into the journey that is best for the user the end user not just the client coming to you with like the next entrepreneurial vision like oh i've got this idea and i want to start a podcast so how do i just get this onto my website about shoes <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're asking where how we place that into the website
0: yeah obviously. so like how um, how would you do it in the way that's best for the user because obviously sometimes like and i know some of the requests that we get in are very much like I've had this idea and I want to do this on my website and then um, it's up to you guys want to make that happen because obviously like you're not gonna quash entrepreneurialism and innovation but also as well you guys then when you've created a website and you know the brand so well you kind of become that brand guardian in effect and you want to do it in a way that actually makes sense for the user because what you don't want to do from a branding perspective is confuse that customer with a completely new value offering? Now, there's a new entrepreneurial idea that the client just wants to throw in there and see how it works. Because a lot of the time, they are quite experimental and they do want to just get their idea out. So, what would your thought process be on um, on these many things that come through the door like that?
2: <coughs> um, it's it depends on the type of content and. Um, Obviously if it's a social or blog post and pulling that aspect into the website, it's it's being sensitive towards the information hierarchy. So if it is an e commerce platform, we don't want to distract from the core focus of that that user journey from homepage to product and it then converting. Um if it is a new wacky idea, we can softly introduce it into the website and see how well it does by tracking it and the, the interaction it gets.
0: Yeah. I think we've done a lot of A-B testing and heat mapping and stuff in the past yeah. as well with um, clients when they're considering which new like um, CRM forms to use, um, what's the best way to do this, what's the best way to do that and I think that approach actually when you, um, you are collecting as much data as you can from um, people who are actually using the site is always a really good and informed way of going about making those changes.
2: Yeah so if we're tracking the act- the activity on those new features that we're introducing um, and you know it is getting a lot of traction then we can kind of go full full speed ahead with it and you know really really push it forwards uh, but if it doesn't do so well we can look alternatives as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and I think this is something as well that um, we work really well with a lot of our clients doing and Especially when we've we've created that kind of like safe space that we are we are just iterating, and that is really what marketing is. It's implementing an idea and um, collecting the data on it to see how it's working. It's that constant conversation. I think gone are the days where you have like a five year marketing plan now, and um, you can <laughs> definitely say that you want to hit those things. We're seeing a lot more agility, aren't we, in the projects that we're t- starting to take on, and they are much more customer led too think from the kind of client approach they really do want to please their customers in most respects and um, you've just done a really great project um, where you've gone through one of our clients um, categories Rebecca haven't you and just like completely revolutionized it for it from the perspective of an end user
1: yeah I always go onto websites when I look at stuff like categories or like the navigation and think of a product that I would want as a customer and try and find it and if I get frustrated or if I can't find it or if it takes me too long yeah. then I'm going to report that back because like you've said we're, we're honest I'm not being harsh or I'm not criticizing I'm just saying for me or as a user it's either not good enough and they're probably going to leave so you're not going to get that sale yeah so we need to change something to make this as good as it can possibly be for you because at the end of the day we all want to do as jobs to the best of our ability yeah. for a client. And that means meet, meet, meeting the needs of the customers.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, if you think about it from like the way that money flows, um, our customers or our, our, our clients' customers or our clients' clients pay them for their service or the product mm-hmm. that they deliver. And then our clients pay us to enable them to deliver that more effectively or yeah. to get them more business. So therefore... Really, what we're trying to do is we're trying to um, bypass the client a little bit because essentially, yes, you have your opinions and you know your business better than we know your business. But with all of the data and suggestions that we can come up with, plus as well working across like a range of different industries. I would argue in a way that enables us to think way more laterally and to actually be more innovative and more agile because that way then if we know something's worked with um, with one industry and um, that's just like a simple hygiene method in one industry and then actually yeah. we can be much more innovative in your industry because that's actually unheard of in your in- industry and it's not really that difficult to implement. It's just that everyone in your industry is in a silo and no one's thought to do it. We can offer suggestions like that and we've seen some really, really good results in terms of like SEO results, PPC results and um, even just the way that we structure some of the clients' content marketing or social strategies because no one in their industry was doing it like that. Mm -hmm. And that way then they become that market leader just because they're marketing in a slightly different way to everybody else in that industry. And I think that's where our expertise and our knowledge around our actual jobs and the service area that we provide is best suited to the end user because we think about that all day every day not necessarily just for one industry though we just think about it as people and then you don't see people as personas you're actually quite empathetic towards them and see it from that perspective too yeah so in terms then of um, championing customers, do any of you guys have any top tips really to um, just to like help clients um, any kind of things that come come through quite consistently that um, we can try to work more effectively on? I think um, I'm going to go first and uh, say that one of my biggest bugbears is probably um, probably one that you guys face more than me actually. Is when um, clients get too caught up in like the design process of things, and um, but they don't actually give you tangible feedback. It's just like, um, "Oh, make it pop." <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, that's certainly one we're up against quite often, but. Um, Hopefully we join a, a design, well a website design, we, we eradicate that now because we, um, we do a wireframe for the website. So it's basically a working blueprint of the website which um, demonstrates the user journey from homepage to product and checkout um, without any branding involved, without any imagery. Yeah. Um, it just demonstrates the, the, transi- the transition throughout the website.
0: So what happens then when you put the branding on? Do you, do you ever come into any um, make-it-pop moments or um, is it much sm- a much smoother transition?
2: Um, so I've done a project recently actually where that happened. So I did the, the wireframe process um, and throughout in dropping in the branding, they did have a make-it-pop moment. <laughs> okay. Um, but you just take suggestions on board and kind of deliver your your vision on that it's not fully i don't know what i'm trying to say it's not fully delivering what they've asked for exactly you yeah do it in a a more creative way Some, sometimes it can yeah. become quite linear what they're it's, suggesting
3: it's sometimes just reading between the lines is trying to get uh, rather than the literal suggestions or 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 demands of a client uh, and more reading between the lines and delivering the gist of it so just just managing that tension between the actual purpose and utility of the website if that's it, if that's a website project and um clients overall vision because in the end of the day we that's that's where we experience it that uh, delivering individually delivering the, the satisfying and effective uh, user yeah. experience and user journey
0: I think out of um out of everyone's jobs in um I guess the marketing world um I I I feel the most sorry for designers in a way because like um right. you um it's so subjective and um I guess with a lot of the stuff that Rebecca and I do, like our data and our results actually speak for themselves and um yeah. numbers we can, on a page. Yeah, numbers on a page. <laughs> or um I guess like um you can, we can kind of, like, if if something tanks, like, we can't argue with that, like, Mm -hmm. we know from social it's tanked, and then we have to go and put our thinking caps back on, whereas, like, ultimately, like, um, you guys could have it where, um, you've got, what, four stakeholders sat around a table, two of them absolutely love your designs, and then, um, one really really can't stand it and then like another one is just like really on the fence because they don't know who to side with and which one to please and they don't say anything and um it's i guess but that's i guess the nature of design isn't it it it, that's what evokes those emotions from a branding perspective in a way like yes obviously you've got the functional aspects of like um chopping up content and making sure that it's like the hierarchies there but really like a lot of the visual identity is the thing that helps to derive those strong emotional pulls
3: um i think most of that still boils down to the utility and all of our design decisions are quite easily defendable um <laughs> 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 just well, defendable. <laughs> <laughs> defend them justifiable Well, you and, can justify yeah. it
0: but it's whether they'll listen to
3: it it's but it's <laughs> justifiable by the utility. <laughs> so, um, if the the general visual direction is agreed, which we do tend on the on the first beginning stages, then anything after that just serves a purpose, and that's as simple as that. So, yeah. we I say we do not serve clients as much as the client clients, because that's the main goal of it. So, to try to convert and uh, and work and this. Well, this dictates most of our decisions, I would say.
0: Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think it comes back to challenging that feedback as well as to whether that's what the end user wants to see and experience. Um, The site is for the end user at the end of the day. It's not. Also, we have to be sensitive towards the client's feedback and suggestions, but the bigger picture is the end user in mind.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think... um, A few other things that we probably um, face quite challenging. Um, So we've recently done a bit of a brand refresh for one of our clients and we started with their social graphics of all things, which is... um, quite difficult from a branding perspective because um yeah it's it's not an ideal one really for a brand refresh to start with that but um you know we like a challenge and
3: back backdoor refresh. Back door refresh, <laughs> <And the back laughs> door
0: refresh <yeah. laughs> but it's worked really well and they're now super happy with it and we're starting to bring that into effect across like their other marketing materials and their external yeah. marketing materials as well um that people see Um, because really I think what we need to be mindful of is yes we try our best to deliver the end results and for that we need to please the end user but ultimately we have these businesses that come to us in completely different stages and for example um, they may not be in a position to um, want to start with like the most I guess um Justifiable point would be obviously if you're going to do a refresh, you're going to do a website, aren't yeah. you? Or like the main company website, or um, potentially even a logo and a rebrand, like full rebrand with a name change and everything. I'm always a bit dubious of um, offering a full full rebrand because um, I think sometimes people just want them for the sake of it because they're a little bit bored or a little bit they just want to change like to me there needs to be a strategic point to the actual business not just something that an agency can sell and profit from because then they have to do everything else what we do really well is so while we want to try and serve the end user we meet our clients where they currently are and that's really what we can do and deliver our skill set to what they actually want to engage with us to do so for example clients that come to us and want to work on the social and the content marketing and get that up because ultimately it's that awareness yes it's not ideal that they're going through to a website that's not on on the current brand that we've just had to work on but ultimately that is what that client wants us to do right now so we kind of have to do it to the best of our ability and um, still keep that end user in mind and be honest about the the pitfalls that might actually come into effect, but I think honesty ju- honesty and transparency, and just having that strong relationship is probably yeah. the best way to go. Uh,
3: I think there's on the risk I sound a bit hard nosed before with, the, with <laughs> the brutal honesty. I think that the, the empathy is again like crucial element element to that because obviously I say the clients are they own the brand, they have emotional yeah. connection to the brand, and um, we do need to honour that as well. So it's managing that that balance between the empathy to how they feel the brand and our honesty and our expertise and how we can take it forward and how we can make it work.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um, I always have this like uh, I don't know if this is like overly wooly, but like I always just think that people are trying their best. No one wants to do a bad job, yeah. and people just really want to um, deliver to um, whoever it is that holds them. Like obviously, you get some political power plays in that, and it's always difficult to as an agency when you try to mitigate those internally. But um ultimately if the one of the benefits of using an agency as a supplier is we don't get caught up in that kind of like internal politing mm. politicking. We can just literally say, We think this is the best based on this data, this expertise that we have, these case yeah. studies that we've done in the past, what your competitors are also doing and the data we've collated from that, and our expertise that we have all amassed over um I think just in this room alone, we've got like well over thirty years of experience, haven't we, in the industry? So, um, and it's also we work as a team internally. So if I don't have the answer, Lucas might have the answer. Mm. John might have the answer. Rebecca will probably find some data to support (laughs) the answer. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the benefit, really, of using that agency. Like we, we literally have to work off what we've got. We don't really care about impressing a certain manager in a certain company. Ultimately, we just want you to get the best results. And um, to do that, we have to please your customers or clients. Yeah. So if you would like to have a chat with any of us about um, the process or um, how we can help you impress your customers or clients, please get in touch at hello at samemarketing.com.